Hey, everybody. Welcome to LOL Lessons in Real Estate, the only show in podcast history to deliver ridiculous stories and issues that actually teach you something. I'm Micah Allen Johnson, my partner in crime, April Cox is not here with us tonight. She is probably on her way to Florabama Shore. We might be seeing her on a reality show later on this afternoon. Um, but it is a show where we share hysterical stories and tips from our careers in real estate from my book called LOL Lessons in Real Estate. Lots of topics, real estate, hot topics, fascinating guests in the real estate world. Life is too short not to laugh, guys. Um, and today I have some co-hosts with me. Do y'all want to introduce yourselves? Um, yeah, sure. My name is Eric Kasloff. His name is Larry Sands. Say hello, Larry. Oh, hello, Larry. <laughs> yeah, you see, Larry's confused because we're not on our show right now. This something <laughs> something podcast. Wait, oh, this is the wrong. I'm on the wrong show. I've got to go. <laughs> no. Don't wait. Don't make Larry say the name of this show. Actually, let's make Larry say the name of this show. What is the name of my podcast, Larry? Let's see how this goes this time. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the LOL Lessons in Real Estate podcast is on the air. Did I do Whoa. it right, Larry? Say, say Vincent. The, I can't. <laughs> You, you nailed one of them. That's what counts, right. Larry. You nailed well, one. One a night. One a night. One a night. <laughs> I'm one so night. glad to be here with you guys. Um, the Something Something podcast. You guys are just killing it out there. I mean, you'll have some incredible guests. I cannot wait to watch the guy about Bigfoot. That was crazy. Yes. Um, that you is gotta, up there right yeah. now. Yeah. You've got to check it out. It's up there right now. And, well, where can uh, everybody go to see that? Ken, his name is Ken Gerhardt. He's a cryptozoologist. He's got a brand new book out, The Essential Guide to Bigfoot. Uh, it's on all the podcast uh, podcast platforms, iHeartRadio, iTunes. I'll put a link in the description yes. to our show. Yes. I love it. I can't wait. My daughter is actually like goofing out on that kind of stuff. She saw it. She was like, uh, we're watching that. Mom, is Bigfoot real? And I was like, I don't know what to say. I haven't listened to the podcast yet. So it's Bigfoot's kind of like Santa Claus. Of course, <laughs> oh. I believe in Santa Claus. Sure. So, you know. Okay, I got you. So there's like a spirit of Bigfoot out there. It's it's a real thing. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we're definitely gonna listen. I also want to thank our sponsors today you know we've got national sponsors knocking on our door but we want to keep this local and pushing our local people the people that i've been doing business with for two decades and one of those people is nikki tharp with fairway mortgage uh she's a loan officer there with fairway and then heather bounds and andrea thompson and thompson and bounds real estate and colleen um, they have been gracious enough to be our sponsors this month. And I just want to thank them so much. I've known them for years and they just bring integrity to the biz and some funny stories too. Um, Nikki is actually in one of the stories that's in my book. Really? I'm just gonna, really cool. Yes. Yeah. Nikki, sorry. I'm calling you out girl. Um, but, uh, let, let's just get into it. There's a story in LOL lessons in real estate called, the legendary Johnny Robinson, guys. Okay, and I changed, okay. yeah. So it, it, I changed all the names to protect the okay. guilty. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because they're all guilty of ridiculous stuff. So I was working, this was probably 2005. I was working for a builder 
And this really handsome man comes walking through the door with a real pretty little girl. I mean, a hair down to her back. And she is just looking gorgeous. They walk in. He introduces himself as Johnny Robinson. And he says, this is my girlfriend. And I was like, okay. So I spent like a whole day with them. We pick out a house. We pick out a lot. We do everything. Done. He comes back the next day, gets out of the car. I watch him get out of the car. And it's a different girl. No way. Like a supermodel. He goes around the car, opens the door for her and kisses her and then carries her in on his arm and oh i have God. to stand there because i was just with him yesterday with a different girl i have to stand there like and i'm not good with my face i can't cover my face <laughs> was screaming what the heck and before anything he goes this is my fiance yeah so day one, girlfriend, day two, fiance, I have to show her the house and like go through all this oh stuff. God. I'm terrible. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Is, okay, is this the same house and the same stuff that you did the, the previous day with the girlfriend? Yes, same this, house. Oh my God. Same lot. I have to like make a conscious decision not to mention what we did yesterday. Who we did it with yesterday. Like, oh, it's hard. Word. And I, it doesn't end there, y'all. It doesn't end there. So oh, he God. walks out the door. And I'm just drop-dawed. <laughs> then the next day, I kid you not, a woman oh, walks up God. the driveway. And she comes in by herself. And she's really kind of a, an older woman. And looks looks nice. Not like the supermodels that came in the days before. And she says she's Johnny Robinson's wife. Oh my what? God. Yes. She's his wife. And she knows he has a fiance. She knows he has a girlfriend, but she said he doesn't love any of those girls. And he told her that they're going to move in this house together and that they're going to start over. You know, it's going to be great and everything, everything, everything. And I'm just like, you have got, this is a nightmare. This has to stop. So wow. this whole charade continues, y'all, for six months while the house is being built. What? We're building. What? Yes. I have to keep this a secret. That's how good I am, y'all. That's wow. how good. Six months. And they say girls can't keep a secret. I was, <laughs> I'm, that's huge. Well, you're you're doing it now, though. So how did? <laughs> and I totally and the guy, the guy, you know, I didn't say his name. He knows who he is. So if oh, you're listening, okay. dude, did you ever call him out? I, I did. I did. I said, look, I can't do this anymore. I don't know how to continue to lie to these people. And I told him, you're in Texas. Your wife is going to have to sign for this. And he told me, I don't want to move in with my wife. I want to start a life with my fiance. I don't love my girlfriend. I don't love my wife. It's this whole thing. So here's where the lender comes in. Nikki, love her. She was my lender whenever, you know, in 2005, 2006, she was the lender assigned to me in sales. And so he's about to, he's doing his loan application, all this stuff. He goes into Nikki's office. We're like a month before closing. He goes into Nikki's office with his fiance. 
Nikki's sitting at her desk. She doesn't know any of this stuff. She didn't know any of it. And all of a sudden, Johnny Robinson's girlfriend is looking for him. She found his car. Oh, no. And she walked into the office, and the door was open to Nikki's office, and she was going, Johnny! 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 Like, God. He gets up, bolts up, slams the door shut. She realizes he's behind that door. She starts karate kicking the door down. This is Nikki's office. And Nikki's sitting there at her desk like, are you, what in the world is going on? Johnny has his back to the door holding it. She's throwing her body against the door. Cops were called. They dragged the girlfriend out. The fiance goes, who is this girl? He's holding the door trying to explain to his fiance who this crazy girlfriend is knocking the door down. I'm oh ke- you can't make God. this up, y'all. No. The fiance oh leaves him. The girlfriend goes to jail. He's left with his wife now. <laughs> and his wife was so mad at him. She decided to divorce him, and he didn't even get the house. We built the house, and we ended up selling it to somebody else. Went through all of that crap. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mike, yeah. are you for your, oh my God. I am. I, I And there's so much more that I didn't tell you. It's insane. Okay. When does the book come out? I know it comes out in January, right? Yeah. So in early 2020. So uh, probably late January to maybe early February. Um, but it is, these are all stories that have happened to me. And, you know, Nikki is probably, like, shaking her head. Like, I mean, she knows she was there. She witnessed her door being knocked down by a supermodel. (laughs) You know, you got to have her come on the show sometime. And I want to hear all of her sides. Oh, my God. I would love to. um, And I'm trying to get her on the show. So we're working through some stage fright issues. And I'm like, you're not on TV. It's just your voice. She's like, I can't do it. Because uh, she was with me, she was with me at the Elvis house whenever all the ghosts happened. She oh. she chickened out. She didn't oh, say. Man. She was one that oh. left. Oh man, yeah. see that's another thing we got to talk. We got. Oh my god. And so all this stuff is in your book. Has it been? It was. It was revised, right? Your book. Yeah. So we're re-releasing the the original book was Tales from Sales, hilarious, outrageous, and true stories from home sales. So. We're re-releasing it with new stories. Um, so, it, you know, that story is in there. So many things happen when you've got great lenders. I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. Uh, I had another lender that you, you, real estate agents, here's your lesson. Don't go to the loan application appointment with your buyers. That's too much information for you to even process. Um, so... I had a, I went to a loan app with my buyers one time and we were on a conference call with the husband who was in Afghanistan Mm. and the lender, the loan officer said, Hey, um, Mr. Johnson, um, what's this, uh, $1,400 a month in alimony child, child care going out to this particular person. The wife goes, what? You've never been married. You don't have any other kids. 
and it's just dead silent oh in there. God. And that poor loan officer, he didn't know. He's just asking. Yeah. I'm sitting there like, oh, God, we are just about to witness a divorce. He finally, the husband speaks up because the wife is like, you better tell me something. The husband goes, all right, I had two kids with another lady. I've been paying her for the last 10 years. You know nothing about it. Do you want a house or not? Oh, not yeah. yeah. Like laid That's it a, out yeah. right there. Yeah. You talk about like she was honest. with a knife. Yeah. And I, she she goes, she had this like look on her face and she she looked at me and I was like, Don't look at me. I don't I'm not, you know, this is not my decision. She looked at me and looked back at herself. She goes, You're right, you're right, you can go forward. I want the house. And she was fine. Nobody ever mentioned it again. Nothing again. Right, right. Wow. You, you know, you're, yeah, you're, I, I, I could, I can only imagine you're at this crossroads, you're caught in between, and it's kind of like, okay, I didn't tell you, here's the deal, but here, here, you can either take it or leave it right now. That is exactly what he did. He laid it all out on the table. It's deal or no deal. And he was about to clamp that thing shut and push the button, man. So <laughs> she oh took the God. deal. She took the deal. She took the house. They still are together. You know, they, they still, their kids are grown. They still live in the house oh. together. Everything, I guess, is okay. But, That's good. you know, hey, that <laughs> lenders have it just as crazy as real estate agents do. And that that brings me to our, our guest today, who he's been in this business for a long time and has seen some crazy stuff, too, um, and some great stuff. Uh, our, our guest today is Brad Dragoo. And he is actually the branch manager for Fairway 365 Independent Mortgage. Um, and they are a local lender who, you know, they're just number four in the entire nation for VA loans. I mean, you think about that. That's not too bad. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wow. Number four VA lender in the United States. Um, they, as a company, as an overall company, over $30 billion have been funded by Fairway Mortgage. Um, they do all kinds of amazing things for our military. Um, he's a loan officer himself, but he's also a branch manager. I don't know how he does that. It's called herding cats and uh, trying to work as well. So <laughs> let's, <laughs> I want to introduce Mr. Brad Dragoo. Brad, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Thank you. How is everyone? Doing good. good. Thanks for coming on tonight. They're Thanks in shock right now, uh, learning kind of some of the things you guys have to go through uh, in those loan app appointments. <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of jogged my memory of a few when you were talking. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I kind of had something similar happen once if you want to hear about it. Please share. Yeah, please. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so so I've got a pretty nice size deal. It was conforming loan limit, about 385 at the time. And husband and wife sitting in front of my desk. And, you know, I, back then it was we were doing all the paperwork by hand. And so I'm going over everything with the customer. One of the things we have to do is explain recent addresses that show up on the credit report, right? Got to know if the guy has rent properties that we're not aware of, that kind of stuff. So the, they come across this address and I said, you know, what is this address? And the wife just looks at me clueless. She has no oh, idea. Man. And the husband just stone cold looked at me and said, I've never seen that address before in my life. Oh, no. I'm like, well, okay, we'll just write that down. Never seen this address before in my life. Don't know what it is, blah, 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 period. 
sign all these papers, everybody leaves. I'm, I'm processing the file, trying to get it into processing, all that stuff. Next thing I know, he's at the door. So I go out and he says, uh, can we talk? Oh, and I said, yeah. He said, um, so we go back in my office. And he said, so that, that address, I do know what that is. Oh. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Said, yeah, so I kind of have an apartment that I keep over there for <sighs> special occasions i'm like oh my god man now i gotta put all that debt in his right in the debt ratio I'm like, oh my goodness anyway the deal ended up working but how in the world does someone keep another apartment without the spouse knowing about it oh, yeah well, was there someone living in that apartment that he um oh. is supporting no well he said it wasn't i mean what he told me was it was so that he could go play video games without getting his wife getting on his back. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Did you, you should have wrote it down as the diddle room. Hey, hey, I'm sorry, but speaking as a, a gamer, yeah, you need that private sanctuary. So maybe yeah. this guy wasn't a total jerk. I, I personally choose to believe in the good in people. Yeah. Maybe Fortnite makes him a better person. You never know. It does to all of us, doesn't it? Uh, I don't know. I'm not me. I'm the worst gamer ever. Me too. Oh, my gosh, Brad. That is so bad. I We got to the closing table one time, Brad, with a client. And, um, you know, there's a sheet that they turn up that they give you that has all of your aliases that show up under the credit database. And so it was a list like three pages long. The husband looked over at his wife and he was like, what is going on? I kid you not. She goes, I have not been able to tell you. I go undercover for the military. What? She is undercover for the military and all of these aliases well, that's what she said. So I don't know if that's oh, true. Okay. But if it's for the men, you would think they would keep that top secret, right? Maybe. You would think. Yeah, you it would wouldn't think. show up on her social, right? I mean, somebody else's. Yeah. Three pages of aliases. Yeah. And he bought that. He was like, oh, okay, let's close. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> bought that. What in the world? Um, Brad, you have. How in the world are you able to be the number four lender in VA loans in the United States? Oh, my gosh. It's corporate support. It's corporate support. Let me tell you. The, the, I'll give you an example. Tonight, we had a, an issue with a file. Here we are an hour before everybody's leaving for Thanksgiving. Within, We sent an email at 4.04. And by 4.11, I had the CEO, the SVP, two EDPs, and a VP all emailing back, responding, solving the problem. And by 420, we had a resolution and we're done. That's how you become the number four VA lender in the country because you have oh. that is unheard of. That's unreal. Wow. I don't even, I like, that's, wow. I mean, you guys do 30 billion in deals as a, as a conglomerate, as a big corporation. Like, so one deal is worth everything to those guys. That, that is huge. Every deal matters, especially for the veterans. Yeah. So that brings me, I, I absolutely love your military picture. 
That is the cutest little sailor hat. Oh my gosh. Like that, Micah? What are you talking about? What? You have to tell us, okay, when were you in the military? When did you serve and all that good stuff? First, uh, thank you so, so yes. much for yes. your service. Thank yes, you. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. Welcome. So so I went in uh, to the military. Um, I'm going to show you my age here a little bit. Uh, Valentine's Day, 1989. And I got out March 3rd, 1995. Wow. So I was in a little over six years and I was in nuclear power in the Navy. Oh, wow. wow. So were you on a ship? Were you on ships with the nuclear power? I was on I was on the guided missile cruiser of the USS California that's been decommissioned since then, and then I was on the USS Nimitz, the aircraft carrier. Wow! Shut up! You are so cool right now. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Thank you, Brad. Right. I did not realize you did that. Thank you so much for your service. Just to be clear, I might be the only nuclear power guy ever called cool. <laughs> Homer Simpson. Yeah, exactly. Homer Simpson is definitely <laughs> on that list. Are you serious? Yeah. Homer there. Simpson works in a nuclear power plant. Oh, that's right. Dude, you are Homer now. That's it. You're done. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Homer, I love you. Uh, well, I, you know, Brad... Tell me, I know that the military means so much to you. Obviously, you've got that background there. Um, you guys are the number four lender in the United States. You do something called the American Warrior Initiative. What is that? Um, American Warrior Initiative is the nonprofit that Fairways, it's fully funded by employees of Fairway. We have over 7,000 employees that give a part of their paycheck every month to fund this nonprofit. And it started out where we went around and we were, we were trying to give away mortgage-free homes. Well, the catch is we couldn't do as much for as many. So we, we've changed our, our, our oh, I, I, guess, I guess we changed our, our MO. And now, now we're trying to, uh, for example, in Colleen, we gave a, uh, I think a $20,000 business grant to a, a military veteran wow. that needed uh, help getting his business going. We've I think we've done something like 50 service dogs that we that we give. And so it's something that's very near and dear to our heart. And, you know, at, at Fairway, our CEO says loans aren't who we are. It's what we do. It's it's the serving of these veterans that really means a lot to us. That is a, yeah. 20 service dogs. That is wow. incredible. I, I know that the last event that you had was quite the tearjerker. What, what was probably one of the more memorable um, things that you've done with this American Warrior Initiative? Are you looking for a local lender you can trust who has integrity and will help you make your new home purchase a smooth one? Look no further than Nikki Tharp. From helping you finance that first home or refinancing your current investment, she's a pro with all types of loans, including VA. And she's dedicated to serving our military veterans. Over her career, she has earned recognition and awards for top producing loan officer and loan processor, building and maintaining a multi-million dollar pipeline, top operations management, sales management, superior customer service ranking through J.D. Powers and Associates. So whether it's a first-time home buyer, move-up buyer, a veteran, or even investment home, she takes pride in making the transaction seamless and exciting for them. Nikki thoroughly enjoys assisting clients achieve their dream of home ownership. Follow her Facebook at Nikki Tharp, Fairway Mortgage Corporation, The Wood Group, and on Instagram at Nikki Tharp. To find out how Nikki can help you achieve your dream of home ownership, 
Visit her website today at NikkiTharp.com. N-I-C-K-Y-T-H-A-R-P-E.com. Um, so, you know, the first one we did here in, um, in, in the Harker Heights area, we had, we were able to do a home. We had, we had purchased a home out of foreclosure, uh, remodeled it and were able to give it to a 100% disabled veteran, um, who we, who I ended up knowing personally, really good guy, an absolute warrior did two, two, uh, tours over in, in Iraq and definitely deserved our, our support. So that was probably the coolest one I, I remember. That is amazing. Thank you. That is just awesome. You know what? There, there is. I really feel the the businesses that give back in some way are the ones that end up getting back tenfold. I mean, it just is such a huge part of what we should be about. Instead of taking, we should be giving. Like you guys are doing. That's amazing. Thank you. Wow. Um, Brad. Mm -hmm. We kind of are in an area, for those of you listening across the nation, we are, um, the podcast is coming to you from Salado, Texas, but the area that we serve is near Fort Hood, uh, which is the largest military installation in the world. Um, and so we have a really different market. Can you, Brad, tell us kind of what, what market we're typically seeing, what types of loans and what types of borrowers we're typically seeing in this market that makes it so different? We're typically 70% VA loans. Um, we are first time home buyers, probably 50 to 52% first time home buyers. Mm. So we're needing that VA 100% financing, uh, seller assisted down payment. I mean, I'm sorry, seller assistant closing costs. And uh, we're getting these veterans in and we're doing it. We do it really quickly. We're we try to get them in when they come to town and they've only got 10 days. We try to get them wrapped up and in that house. So just so that they're not having to come out of pocket for hotels and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, I would tell you that, that in, the, in our market, we are almost 70% uh, VA loans. And that is, there is no other market like this, y'all. I go across the nation talking to people about our market and we are, we have always been in this real estate bubble. Uh, and you know, whenever the rest of the world is in a recession, we're still okay because Fort Hood is here and we're 70% VA loan saturated. It's actually gone down. It was 80%. It's actually gone down. We've added a lot of jobs outside of, you know, Fort Hood, but to have 70% VA loan, when if you go anywhere else in the nation, agents and lenders may have never done a VA loan in their entire career. Wow. And the most common loans are conventional loans. That's what everybody does across the United States. Right, Brad? That's right. There's areas of the country where a seller won't even take a VA offer. Yeah, and there's, why do you think there's such a, a stigma about VA loans? Well, if you're not in a market where, where there's a ton of them, uh, lenders and real estate agents aren't familiar with them, and they think they're a much more difficult loan. Um, my first loan ever was a VA loan. And so to me, VA is not hard. It, the conventional loans are hard because we do so much of the VA. So it's really just what you're accustomed to. And, in, and with the VA has some non-allowable fees that the veteran can't pay and the seller has to. And so a lot of times the sellers don't want to do those fees. Um, and it's and that's just part of the transaction that you have to negotiate through. Yeah, and it is a it is an information based thing. I mean, I 
I remember I did a deal in just Austin and Austin is what 30 minutes from where we're at, but it's a completely different market. Austin is a conventional heavy market. I mean, conventional is the least common loan that we see in Fort hood in the Fort hood area. So in Austin, this was probably about 10 years ago. I had a buyer that wanted to do a, a build job. We got with the builder builder was like, Hey, we have to use our mortgage company, which I hate that. But um, mm. and so I'm on the phone with this builder and I'm going, this guy is a veteran. He deserves to be able to use a VA loan and put $0 down. He's earned that he's been to yeah. Afghanistan and Iraq and everywhere 10 times over. And they go, I'm sorry, we don't do VA loans. Uh. I mean, and this is Austin, you know, so it's just, a, it's, um, there is a stigma attached to it, but I want everybody in the nation to know if, you know, when you get these offers from that veteran, they deserve to have you look at that. And it's not always about the bottom line. Make sure you dig into it and find out, you know, wh what is it about this loan that people are afraid of? Because it, it's not anything to be afraid of. We do it nearly every time. And it's awesome. It, it's a great loan program. It's the best loan program for our veterans. What makes a good real estate company great? Is it talented agents, the desire to provide excellent customer service, or the experience that comes with building a well-rounded real estate agency from scratch? If you ask me, it's all of the above. That's what you get with Thompson & Bounds Real Estate. At Thompson & Bounds Real Estate, their team of agents comes to the door to assist you in buying or selling. You know that they have been trained to do the best job possible for you and your family. Owners Andrea Thompson and Heather Bounds understand the marketplace in Central Texas from Temple to Georgetown. With a combined 30 years, they have honed their skills and have become a powerhouse team of real estate. They offer advice in new construction, residential, resale, multifamily, and commercial business. Their families have been dedicated in service to the military and continue to be so throughout their next endeavors. Thompson and Bounds real estate experience you can trust. So I do want to add on here about Texas Veteran, that loan program. Yeah, you can buy you can buy land, and I think the limit is one hundred fifty thousand dollars with only having to put like five percent down. But that's through the Veterans Land Board. You guys can do the program when they actually are buying the home. And here's the thing: I the best marketing um, piece that I've ever done was with Texas Veteran uh, Program, and um, it was. I sent it out to everybody that rented in Harker Heights, which is a suburb of, of Colleen, our little area right here. And I let them know that if they are a veteran, they can get lower than the current interest rate. If they're 30% disabled or more, they get another 0.5 off of their interest rate. Uh -huh. And then if they're a hundred percent disabled, they don't have to pay property taxes. Like you get that additional interest rate lowering, you get a lower rate than anybody you'll ever see in our lifetime. And at that point, the rates were kind of where they were now around the threes. We had people locking in interest rates at like 2.6 and 2.7 because they were 30% or more disabled. Um, do, you do you feel like this is a great program for our disabled veterans? Oh, absolutely. It's a great program. Texas tries to take care of their veterans. That's for sure. Yeah. So this, you know, for everybody out there, if you've got a veteran, if they're retired, they have a percentage of disability. Um, if it's 30% or more, I'm telling y'all, you, you got to get with a lender that does Texas veteran program and attach it to your loan. They'll never get a better interest rate. Um, okay. Brad, 
you came to our school one day and you talked about reverse mortgages. It used to be like, I can't remember if it was like Tom Bosley from Happy Days would get on TV and be like, you guys got to do a reverse mortgage, you know, and everybody's like, I trust Happy Days. We're going to do it. And it was horrible <laughs> back then. And now it's different. What, what can you tell us about reverse mortgages? Because I'm fascinated by it. Well, I, I can tell you a lot about reverse mortgages. First thing I will say is you can never lose with a reverse mortgage. You always remember that you can never lose with a reverse mortgage. So what happens in a reverse, mor reverse mortgage, someone that's oh, 62 or over, they get to a point where they don't want to make the house payment anymore, but they have a ton of equity. So they can do a reverse mortgage and we, we make the mortgage payments out of the equity in their home for the next life expectancy for the rest of their life. They, as long as they live in that home, they don't ever have to make another mortgage payment. They do have hazard, in, you know, they have to maintain their homeowners insurance and they have to maintain their taxes and they have to maintain the property. But other than that, they get to live there rent and mortgage free for the next, you know, however long. Wow. It's really cool. And and people don't understand it, but the, the best way to think about it is the reverse mortgage product is really an insurance product, right? Someone told me one time, well, it's a, the loan of last resort. You shouldn't have, you know, if you have nothing else you can do, go do a reverse mortgage. Well, truthfully, financially, Micah, nothing should ever be as a last resort. You should have a plan for all of it, right? Right, right. We had a, we had a guy come in with a two and a half million dollar net worth to do a reverse mortgage. And the reason was he wanted to use the equity in his home. 8% of the people in this country will move into the home their parents lived in when their parents passed. People just don't do that oh. anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So so what he and he knew his kids had their own life. They weren't going to move into his house. So what he wanted to do was pay his bills out of the equity in his home for the rest of his life. Then, because because with the reverse mortgage, you can actually get a monthly draw. So he wanted to do that and save his Edward Jones account so that when he did pass away, because that's what we're talking about here. When he did pass away, his kids simply divided up the Edward Jones by three and they were done. They didn't have to worry about anything else. That is incredible. I see. I'm like, okay, I'm 45 right now. And I'm like, it's going to be legit. Awesome. When I'm 62, we're going to take a reverse out. We're going to, cause you can take up to 60% of the equity in your house out. Am I correct? Based? Yes, but it's based on your age. So at 62, you're probably only going to get closer to 45%. Still, that's a party in Vegas right there, guys. <laughs> 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 so if they take out that reverse, you know, it, it's great for people who are on a budget, um, you know, because they don't have to make their house payment. They just have to make their insurance and taxes. Right. And they don't make a house payment till their dying breath. That's right. And so, I mean, I can give you some examples of, of I, we did one for someone who um, had about a twelve hundred dollar house payment, was ready to retire owed about let's just say forty thousand dollars on the house so but the house was worth 225 so we did a reverse mortgage for her simply to pay off the forty thousand dollars so she no longer has to make a house payment but she was left with a ninety four thousand dollar credit line ninety four grand wow. that's a credit line that could never be taken away from her and that credit line grows each year so by five point zero six percent annually her hers does and so by now, she started at 94. Last time we looked, she was at 108 in credit line. Now, when she gets to a point where she's ready to move into assisted living, 
she can write a check for whatever's in that account. And I did the math for it. I said, look, if you live in the house another 20 years, that credit line is going to be about $184,000. You can simply stroke a check at that point, put it in an Edward Jones account and go live in a nice assisted living facility and use that money to pay for that, pay for it. Wow. Wow. Larry, how old's your mom? <laughs> yeah, man, that's amazing. I, yeah. I mean... Go ahead. I, I I do I I do have to admit sitting here because I'm I'm trying to to keep up with, with you guys and and talking about all this stuff. But that and and and, and admittedly, you know, I thought a reverse mortgage because you know you see Tom Se you talk about Tom Bozzi, but you see Tom Selleck right now. He's like, yeah. I know what you're thinking. That's what I was thinking, right? <laughs> about, yes. And, and is it and. Obviously, you 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 hear you know through the whispers, it's like oh that's not a good thing, and maybe that's not maybe, but it depends on your situation, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, Brad, what happens? Let's say you you're. I mean, you can do a reverse mortgage as a new loan or a refinance type thing. Um, so that, you take correct. out. Go ahead. So, so what you're talking about, there's a reverse for purchase and there, you can also do the reverse refinance. So, so take a look at this. Let's say I turned 62, my wife turned 62. Um, so I'll be a little bit older. We won't say how much older, um, we decide we're going to sell our house and we're going to move down to Horseshoe Bay down at the, uh, what, what's the Sun City, right? We're going to move down somewhere to a, to a retirement area. We're gonna have somebody build us a house. We're going to build or build us a house. Well, we can go in and buy a five or six hundred thousand dollar house. We only have to put up three hundred thousand. Any of the upgrades we do, let's say we want to do fifty thousand dollars worth of counter upgrades, right? We want the high end countertops. That's only going to cost us twenty five in cash, right? Because it's basically fifty. We basically have to come to the closing with about fifty percent of what the value of the home, depending on your age. I mean, it's all age based, right? And your life expectancy, but. We could go in and buy a, a half million dollar or, or more home and only be out two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand dollars, which then then we never have to make another house payment. That so what happens? This is the this this has been the sticking point and it has changed. What are the options when you you do have your reverse mortgage and uh, let's say the husband passes away, you the wife gets to stay in the house until she passes away. Nothing is still due. Even after the husband passes, wife gets to stay in the house. Um, she doesn't have to pay her mortgage until her dying breath. Then what happens? What are the choices here? So, so what would happen if what would happen if they owned that home? Well, and had a regular had a regular mortgage. Well, what would happen is the heirs would have to dispose of that property. They would have to sell it. They would have to start making payments. It would be foreclosed on if they didn't. Right exact same thing with a reverse mortgage, 100% exactly the same. But here's the difference. Let's say, for example, like in the, the example I get used earlier, where we borrowed 40, and at the end of her life, we took out 184 grand. Let's say, and I'm just throwing numbers around, right? But let's say that that house that, that, that we did that reverse mortgage, that lady now owes, owes $300,000, okay? That's how much she owes to, to the mortgage company. We do an appraisal on the property and we find out it's only worth $250,000. So we're 50,000, the kids, the heirs are $50,000 upside down, right? Okay. No, I can, that house can, <laughs> no, 
that house can be sold for 95% of $250,000. So it can be sold for, what is the math on that? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm a calculator. Or something like that, but it, it can be the house can be sold for ninety five percent of that appraised value. It's a it's basically a short sale, but the house gets sold. It's it's in somebody else's name, and that's fine. Or the kids can do nothing with it. If it doesn't get sold, that's fine because the house is foreclosed on, not the kids, not the heirs, not not mom and dad. It's the house that's holding this loan. And what's what's cool, it, the guy with the two and a half million dollars. Let's say it was him. Well, let's say he was upside down by fifty or sixty grand. The loan that the heirs can or the heirs get all of the cash money and that loss against the house is still a loss. It doesn't attach to their to their net worth. Does that make sense? They don't, yeah. So the heirs don't inherit any bad stuff. They don't inherit inherit the loss. Right. So now let's say that the, the flip side happens and there's a lot of equity left. And one of the kids says, hey, there's $100,000 in equity sitting there. Well, fine. You have six months to get it sold. They'll give you an extension for another six months. Okay, so you got up to about 12 months to get it sold. And you guys get to keep the equity. Whatever the equity is, it's yours. Then let's. <laughs> uh, it, there's no way to lose with a reverse mortgage. It's simply, it's simply buying an insurance product. I... I teach this to my kids in real estate finance. I call them my kids because they're, they are my kids and they're anywhere from 18 to 70 years old and they're my kids. But, um, I teach this to my kids and I did not know that you had six months up to 12 months to sell it or dispose of it or convey it or however you want to do it. I, I had, I didn't know that's incredible. And well, and it, it is a win-win. Yeah. It's like anything else, Micah. It's, it's the communication with the lender. Right. If, if nobody ever communicates with the lender, at some point they're going to come in and foreclose because they're getting no communication. The taxes won't be paid. The insurance will won't be paid. You know how that goes. So yeah. as long as, lender, as long as you're talking to the lender, lenders do not want to foreclose. They lose a ton of money when they foreclose. They would much rather that house sell for a five percent loss um, off of appraised value than than anything else. Right. They don't want to try to sell it themselves. That makes sense. And you've got. Whose whose credit are you gonna ruin? Dead people? Okay, great, ruin it. You know. Well, it's called a non-recourse loan because it's not against the people; it's on the house. That's why you can file. That's why you can file a Chapter Seven bankruptcy, come right out of the bankruptcy, and the next day you can do a reverse mortgage because it's not your credit that that's net. Now there there will be some extra requirements, right? You're gonna probably have to have a Lisa, which is a life expectancy set aside. That's just money they're gonna put aside to pay the taxes and insurance, just to make sure they'll stay paid. Um, but that's a you know again, that's you're one day out of bankruptcy. They're just helping you make sure you can stay in your home longer. That is awesome. When I present this to my students in real estate finance in pre-licensing, all everybody is like, I'm getting me a sugar daddy and we're going to go get a reverse mortgage <laughs> and we're going to take out, you know, 50, 60 percent. We're going to go party. And I'm like, hey, don't marry your sugar daddy because they're going to take the age of the, the the youngest person of the married couple. Right. 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 That's right. And and in Texas, both the husband and the wife have to be. So, yeah. So when I got trained on this, I'm standing in there talking to the instructor and I'm like, my wife is in the class with me because she's she's a loan officer as well. And we're, we're talking about this. And I'm like, so I can when I hit 60, 62, I could put my wife in a double wide down the street. I could get a divorce from her. 
I could do a reverse mortgage on my house. And then when she hits 65 or 62, we could do a reverse mortgage on the double wide. I mean, we don't really, I mean, as long as we move back and forth every couple of months, right? We have to. <laughs> yeah. I was getting some pretty dirty looks when I was saying all that, but, but I, mean, I, I was love like, your devious plan though. Oh my gosh. Does she come in? She's got to say hi. Yeah. She stuck her head in. I say hi, Katie. Hey, it's my he, he's talking about possibly putting you in a mobile home, <laughs> doing a reverse mortgage without you cashing out, basically, girlfriend. <laughs> I heard from downstairs. <laughs> hey, hey, it was a double wide, all right? Not a regular motor home, a double wide. Uh, hey, girl. Hey, at least at least she knows the plan, right? You're not keeping anything a secret. <laughs> That's right. Does she want does she want a reverse mortgage or not? Right. And that what the guy said. Do you want a house or not? Yeah. <laughs> Make your decision. Deal or no deal. Woman, let's go. <laughs> you got two options. Right. I, mean, I Brad, that I have really been looking forward to talking to you about this for a long time. And I'm so glad that you're educating America on this stuff. And, you know, if y'all are thinking about it, if you're in Texas, you need to go with Brad. Uh, this is a great exactly, yeah. uh, program to do. Okay, Brad, I got a question for you. Um, lenders and realtors work together all the time. Um, sometimes great, sometimes not. We, You want to make sure you have a team of people on your side that make you look good all the way around. Title, lender, you know, realtor, all of that. What advice would you tell all of the real estate agents that are listening that make a loan officer's job easier and go contract when you're doing a contract every blank is there for a reason build them all out (laughs) there and it's, it's there's nothing to put in a in it if it doesn't apply fill them all out i i literally was looking at a contract this morning where a real estate agent in a little town, I won't, I won't tell you where, Mahaya. Um, that, <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious, the, we three of us looked at the survey section and we couldn't figure out what they were saying in the survey section. Are and and so the, the sales, con- so I tell, I tell all the loan, I do a mortgage 101 class with, with newer real estate agents. And what I try to tell them is the, the sales contract is the roadmap for the transaction do a complete sales contract. And then we have very few problems. And I advise by complete, I mean, give me the real estate agent, the buyer and the seller's agent's license numbers, because we have to have that for the closing disclosure. So all of that stuff, if you can get everything in that sales contract, give me contact information for everybody in the transaction. Give me email addresses. That stuff's super important for, for smooth transaction. And the other thing I would say, Micah, is time. You know, I was a real estate agent for five years. I don't know if you knew that. I did. I got out of the military. I was a real estate agent. And I remember sitting around thinking, man, this is the most inefficient business there is. These mortgage guys, they need to get off their rear ends and get so get these things closed faster because, well, my kids got to eat. Right. And and so and and so (laughs) once I got in business, I realized it's not that it's inefficient. It's that we're putting together an eleven hundred page packet. And that just takes a little bit of time. And so if you want the transaction to go well, I would say contact your, your lender and ask them how many days they need. If they say 30, start negotiating with 35 so that you have enough 
at the end, you've got the 30 days. Um, don't, don't come into December 2nd on Monday morning and try to write a contract that funds on the 23rd because everybody, I mean, you got 21 days and, and not only that, but there's a holiday coming up and, you know, it's really hard to get title and, or, uh, appraisers and, and termite guys and all that done right there, right next to Christmas. That is great advice. I, I teach a five-hour continuing education class called In-Depth with the One to Four Family Contract. And I tell them the same thing. Like, you guys are professional filler inners of the blanks. You don't leave anything blank. And there's a button in zip forms at the very top. Y'all pay attention, Texas Realtors. There's a button at the top of zip forms that says N-A fill. When you're done writing everything in your contract, push that button. Anything you haven't filled in, it auto fills with N-A. It's the mm -hmm. best thing that ever was. And you make Brad happy, right, Brad? Ecstatic. <laughs> okay, so next question. Um, before I let the boys ask you a few questions, I know they want to talk to you a little bit too. What is the craziest thing that has happened to you since you've gotten into this lending uh, world? Oh, wow. Um, Don't pretend to think. You know it's right there. You know <laughs> no. all the crazy stuff is right there. There's so much crazy that it all runs together. I mean, let's be real honest. Listen, we had a deal to doubt just, just today. We've been working on it for about eight days now. It's a little condo down in Houston. It's a small transaction, right? Seventy to $80,000 down in the Houston area where it's a condo association. The condo association doesn't have the proper insurance. I don't know if you guys know it, but when you buy a condo, you're kind of in bed with everybody else in the condo association. Yeah, so with the and condo, you're only buying air. You're only buying air. Yeah, well, the, the, the condo association, they have to maintain a proper budget and all of this stuff. I'll give you one example. It wasn't this condo, but last month we had one where the condo association, the $5 million condo project, it was 20% underinsured. So if they if they had a hurricane hit that condo, the condo association was going to have to have a million bucks of their own money before they would be able to get the repairs completed. And 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 they didn't they didn't they didn't have a million bucks. So that's why we have to do this research. And so here this is what's crazy. Listen to this. For for five days, we're trying to get the condo association to get the proper insurance, talking to the insurance company. The insurance company doesn't know what we're talking about or claims to not know. So I, I, on Monday, so this is Wednesday. So Monday night and Tuesday, all day Tuesday, I worked with our executive VPs. I've got some of the top guys in Fairway taking time out of their day to work on this deal, right? So we finally get us to a point where we're, you know, we feel like we're about three hours from closing. We got a few things to tighten up. You know how it is, Micah. We're, oh, we're right yeah. down. To the, we got our closing disclosure all settled. We think we're about three hours from closing. We're doing the last minute checks. We got to do a verification of employment. The borrower lost her job 30 days ago, 30 oh. days ago, and did not mm -hmm. tell us. No. Yeah. Like, why not tell us? Why not tell us? Oh, so, my gosh. And, and why did we go through all of that hassle, all of that frustration? I probably have over 100 emails on the transaction, and yet we were never going to close that thing anyway. She didn't have a job. Oh, my gosh. And buyers do that all the time, guys. Larry and Eric. I go through and I give it to all my new agents. There's the 10 commandments of real estate. It's Which thou one? shalt not quit your job. You can wait till <laughs> after closing to tell your boss off. 
<laughs> Wait, thou shalt not buy furniture. Thou shalt not buy a car. I'm telling you, I worked with a guy for a whole year to get his credit up, Brad, just to 620. It got up to 620. We wrote a contract and closed within 20 days with one of your lenders, one of your loan officers. We worked for a year to get his credit up. A year. He drives up the day before closing, and I had gone through the, <laughs> the yeah, I had gone through the Ten Commandments with him, and I mean preached hard. I said, dude, we are in a very small window. You are you are right where you're supposed to be. If you do anything, I will kill you. I will come over there and kill you myself. And I went through all the thou shalt nots, all ten of them. He goes, okay, I get it, Micah. Jeez. Okay. So he drives up day before closing no. in a new car. There's a new no. license plate oh on there. God. And... I, he didn't even get out of his car. I could feel the evil, y'all. I could feel it from my office. And I went right up there, went right outside, and I go, what is that? He's not even out of his car. And he goes, Mike, what? He goes, what? I said, what is that? He goes, it's a new car. My friend just sold it to me. And I said, take it back. I was screaming. I was like, take it back. He goes, have you lost your mind? I was like, I have not lost my mind. I have spent a year with you, and you are uh, not going to screw it up. I've seen in, I've seen um, people's credit go down 100 points in one day from a car uh, company. They chum the water with your social security number looking for the best financing. He had okay. not had his credit run. He took it back. He took it back. I was crying. I said, take that thing back, or you're not closing. You're going to live in this car down by the river, okay? <laughs> 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 I've had them show up with just married on the car, Micah. Like it, it changes oh. the community property state. I've had people say we're getting a divorce and I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this house by myself, show up at closing and they're still married. I mean, just oh. gosh, oh. it's just yeah, yeah. Crazy oh my stuff. gosh. I had one of my one of my friends, I'm not gonna name her by name, but um she's a local agent. The the directions were it was a, a divorcing couple, but they were going to amicably sign, but they cannot be in the same room together at closing. <laughs> cannot be in the same room together because they hate each other. But they're going to sign, you know, 50-50. Somebody missed the memo. They get in this room together, oh, same no. room, and she sees on her closing disclosure that the number is not the same as his, y'all. Not 50-50. Everything was going to be fine. I kid you not, she stabbed him in the eyeball with her pen. What? Yes. Stabbed him in the eyeball with her <laughs> pen at the closing table. At the closing table. Wow. Four, four months ago. Yeah. <laughs> Just recently? Four months oh, ago? Yeah. Yes. So, it, you know, everything runs high, and people nationwide need to know Texas is a community property state. If you buy it after you're married... You're in it for 50-50. You can't get rid of her. You can't get rid of him. I mean, you can, but you'll be on a TV show called Snapped. So <laughs> <laughs> they're going to get you. They're going to get you. Oh, Guys, my y'all have any questions for Brad? I know. Uh, I think yeah. Um, Brad, again, I, me and Larry are coming into this not knowing this line of work. This isn't our line of work. Um, <laughs> if somebody wants to, you know, do what you do, um, what steps should they take? Like what schooling should they do and stuff like that? So 
so I was actually reading reading through some bio today, and, and I realized uh, I had I forget where I was reading it, but but it said it talked about my time in the Navy, about how the the Naval Nuclear Power Program taught me to work long hours for low pay under high stress and lots of pressure, and if you can do that, that prepared me with little sleep. That prepared me for the mortgage business because oh. that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. You you've got people's dreams and hopes on the line, wow. and you're making decisions for that every single day. It's crazy, but but in real honestly, if you want to get licensed, the first thing to do would be go to NMLS um, access and set up a login, and they'll give you a little number. It's like a seven digit number. Then you go do the training. The first thing you do is go, you know, whatever state you're in, you just you can Google mortgage licensing in, in Nevada or wherever you are. And it, it'll, it'll tell you and walk you through the steps of mortgage licensing. And then once once you've done that, you take all that training, then you got to pass a test, a national uh, and a UST universal state test. Once you've done all that and now you're licensable, you got to find a mortgage company that's willing to train you. And, and that's probably the hardest part because you probably, you know enough now after the classes to stay out of jail, you don't <laughs> want to be a loan officer, right? You don't know what it takes to make a living in this business. And it's just like being a realtor, right, Micah? You go to do all the training and none of that stuff really is what it takes to be a real estate agent. Not oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute. You, you're saying that—that's what it's like when you go to film school. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 So you don't use any of the stuff you learned in film school, Larry? I didn't go to film school. That's oh. what I'm at. <laughs> the only thing I learned was how to meet people who are going to help me do stuff. That's honestly it. And, yeah. and that's it. I mean, at the end of the day. That's pretty much any business that has any kind of sales in it. That's what you need to focus your time on. I've I've got several loan officers uh, for that are less than six months in the business, and I tell them every day: focus your energies on sales skills, on customer service skills, and and learning. And in my business, it's math, right? Learn the math behind the business. And once you once you learn that math and understand it, and you have great customer service skills, that's when your your career starts to take off. No, that's one, why I don't do the math, Eric. He does the math for me. Okay, so one of my biggest things is I'm an emotional sponge. I could cry at the drop of a dime. Is it, do you try to not get too emotionally oh, attached yeah. to someone you're trying to help? Because like you said, if they don't, if something doesn't go right, I know me, I would be destroyed if someone came to me to get a home and I wasn't able to help them do it because of. Well, yeah. So I used to have a lady that worked for me. She would fall in love with her customers and she would come in and she would stomp her feet. And, Brad, you've got to get this one done. This lady's so nice and all the things behind what was going on. And, and I would say, but, but she has a 505 FICO. What do you grab? <laughs> Brad, you get hard stuff done. You've got to figure this out. Okay, tell her to go pay her bills for a little while. About this in twelve months, and you know I'll, I'll do my, you know. But no, you're right. It, 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 initially, it's it's a very emotional business, but you do become a little jaded after twenty years of doing it, 
Um, you know, like you, you're, you're talking somebody through their credit report and you're trying to teach them how to coach them on, on improving their scores. And every time you go to a line item, it's like, well, that that's my brother's BMW. He's supposed to make that payment. I'm just a co-signer. Yeah, you're a co-signer because we knew he wasn't going to make the payment and you're supposed to. You know, that that kind of stuff. And, and you just end up getting jaded. But no, it's a very emotional business. And and yes, I do get my, I find myself losing sleep and I find myself staying and working. Just last night, I worked until almost eight o'clock uh, trying to get a deal done for somebody. And you just, and I work from five in the morning, 5.30 in the morning usually, till sometimes 7.30, 8 o'clock at night trying to get deals done. Oh, it's just... Uh. But you get invested, right? You get you get emotionally invested in that customer and their family. And so you, you just try real hard to make sure everything happens. And, you know, after 20 years, we don't have a lot of fallout. Like by the time I figure a deal is going to go and I tell you it's a good deal, then, I, you know, I, we don't have a lot of denials. It is okay. the most emotional thing you'll do. I mean, you, I know April and I talked about it um, before, but it's the most stressful thing you'll do besides losing a loved one to death then there's divorce and then there's moving i mean it is very stressful emotions run high but eric to help you even answer that question we set the expectation and let them know you are going to have highs and really real low lows i'm going to be with you through all of them and if they don't qualify like they have the 505 credit score here's what you got to do to get it up. We're going to help you. We're going to keep in touch with you. We're going to follow up okay. with you and make sure that you're doing good, you know, and they may not, they may be credit bandits for the rest of their life, but they will refer business to you because you right. cared. Exactly. That's, that's the, I think that's my takeaway is not only is it a crazy business because you, I mean, I think, you know, like living in Los Angeles and doing the creative and following that life to me, you wake up every day and it's something different. Oh, sweet Lord above. Your guys' business is pretty much like that. Every day is a different, I, I don't want to say a problem, but every day is a different adventure, right? That's right. Um, and that's why I love this business, right? Yeah, that is exactly yeah. why I love it. Yeah, yeah. Every, every day is different. That's why we can write a book. Brad, You need. we need to get <laughs> your book going. Because I know you got some crazy stories in there, too, for sure. Oh, I'm sure. Well, Brad, we are so thankful that we have had you on today. And you are always just an overflowing treasure trove of information. I don't know how you do loans as a loan officer and also manage your people, but you have the best people in the business in, in, in your group. And so you're herding those cats really well. You are blessed. And um, I, we're going to post all your information on how to get in touch with you, but what's the best way to learn about Brad Dragu? Where can people go to find you? Fairwaytx.com. www.fairwaytx.com. Awesome. Brad, thank you so much. You've ju you're just awesome. We appreciate your information. I've learned a lot tonight, and I'm a teacher. I own a real estate school, so thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me on. You got it. And tell your wife thank you for putting up with us for an hour, and tell her she doesn't have to live in a double wide. You know, <laughs> uh, I can't be nice. That's not a character, Micah. I can't be nice, but 
but I'll, I'll, I'll shoot her your email so she can, you can say something back. <laughs> Have a great night, Brad. We will talk to you soon. Have a See great you, Thanksgiving care. as well. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.